Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Today's edition of the Sipstack on Substack, read by myself, Ryan Cipriani, uh, is entitled Editing and Publishing Part 1 and Scale, the Satire of Myself. Now, I will say to podcast listeners, um, I inadvertently pointed out in the voiceover of the, uh, or inadvertently, I pointed out in the voiceover of my um, <laughs> my reading through of this on the first pass that I inadvertently, this was inadvertent, came across as a little bougie in the beginning of this. So please uh, just kind of like bear with me. I promise I am not nearly as important as I make myself appear to sound. <clears throat> that said, let's, uh, let's, let's jump into it. Sneaky surprise, I am not cozy in my bed writing this at 5 a.m. with an espresso by my side, as usual. I'm at the airport, and this newsletter was written days ago. Ha <laughs> ha, the magic of internet. Okay, but seriously, I'm actually headed out on a short international trip this morning, and today and tomorrow's newsletters will be dropping on a schedule. That goes for the podcast as well. This is just a casual heads up that if I'm not super responsive for the next few days, it's because I'm out in the world. Happy Thursday, everyone. All the best to my writers, readers, poets, and dreamers out there. Article 1. Heavy is the process. Completing a manuscript is more than just writing. After completing Krogh's initial saga, I took a deep breath and sat back for a while. It was an odd sense of accomplishment in that I immediately knew there was more to write, but I needed to take a moment. The first draft, a draft of a massive manuscript called The Mythical, Mystical, Magnificent Adventures of Krogh, the Battle Prince, sat across my knees in all its ridiculous glory. And for a moment, that's all I needed. Six novellas bound under one roof, telling a single story. Any first-time writer or author knows this feeling, the immense gratification of writing the end on something you had been toiling over. Slowly, though, thoughts of additional volumes, further adventures, and grander stakes started to creep into my mind. First, however, was the question of what to do with the Battle Prince's inaugural adventures. I started uh, handing this comically long manuscript to friends, asking them to take a whack at it. Now, imagine my absolute shock when, a month or two later, several came back and said that not only had they read it, they loved it. Now, there's, of course, intrinsic bias to any friends or relations review, but this was encouraging. It made me realize I wanted more people to read Krogh's saga. I wanted to publish it. As I researched publication standards and how to get published traditionally, I quickly realized there was no way in hell Krogh's manuscript was going to get picked up by anyone ever, ever. At the time, it was just under 300,000 words, and it was an absolute mess of grammatical errors, dropped words, literally thousands of other line editing mistakes. It was a rough draft. Like any proud parent, I thought it was perfect, but it was far from perfect. This was around the idea when I got the uh, around when I got the idea to self-publish. Now, a quick editorial. I did not let anything slow me down when I wrote Krogh's Saga. I just wrote it and saved all the editing for the end. There would be lots of edits needed. It was a train wreck from a copy editing standpoint. But I would not have gotten the idea out of my head in such an impassioned, loving way if I had gotten hung up on writing it perfectly the first time. You can wait until the end to edit. Don't let it interrupt your creative flow if you can help it. I enlisted a few friends to help me edit, and I broke up the manuscript into three volumes. Suddenly, I was looking at my epic trilogy. In a rush to get it out into the world, I casually remarked to one of my editors that I was going to release it on Kindle as a 99-cent text document. She said maybe the most meaningful thing anyone had said to me on the journey thus far. Ryan, you need a cover. 
Tomorrow we're going to get into securing a cover, distribution, all the other nutty things that go into turning words on a page into a book. Article 2. Scale. A satire of myself. Now perhaps the most iconic character in Krogh's saga is Scale, the cat-sized dragon who is always literally nipping at the heels of the main cast. He is incredibly polarizing as a character. Readers either love him or hate him. And I think that largely depends on how you read Scale and how you interpret his particular brand of satire as a character. Scale is the ultimate expression of id, as well as my own writer's mo inner monologue trying to keep my thoughts and ideas in check. Now, he expresses as a particularly vile beast among the book's characters, but is subtly the grounding force in the adventures. Let's start with how Scale functions as a satirical element within the context of Krogh's larger brand of sarcasm. Now, he is quintessentially the expression of tropes we expect to find in fantasy. He is lewd and lascivious towards the women on the page. He expresses constant self-aggrandization, completely convinced of his own superiority, despite obvious limitations. He swaggers when he has no cause or right to him, and he sees things through a pretty narrow lens. Scale is a lot of things wrong with fantasy wrapped up into one nasty little package. Now, I do want to caveat this with saying he is an expression of what have been fantasy tropes. There is a movement among authors to really reshape what audiences can come to expect from works of fantasy, but unfortunately, a lot of the things Scale represents are still firmly, uh, pretty firmly implanted in the public uh, um, consciousness. Now, therefore, I feel the need to make fun of them in the form of a toe-munching, smack-talking, arrogant, deluded dragon the size of a common house cat. <laughs> Scale was also how I reminded myself of my own shortcomings as a writer. Too often, fantasy prose uh, especially treads into water of, especially, of thinking it is deeply philosophical and prophetic. And sometimes it is. But this is rarer than it is common. Anytime Scale says something like, you're not as clever as you think you are to another character, that is a self-reminder not to take things too seriously. After all, I was 27 when I wrote Croak Saga. I was an untrained writer. I had neither the wherewithal or technical knowledge to accomplish anything even approaching profound. Scale was how I reminded myself of that. Love him or hate him, Scale is perhaps functionally the most interesting character in Krogh's saga. He is deeply layered in how he is written and helps audiences laugh at the ridiculousness of fantasy's old tropes and helps me laugh at myself as a writer. Good work there, buddy. Article 3. My inspirations. Cheesy movies. I like bad movies. Like, I enjoy them the incorrect amount. In terms of what entertainment is supposed to be, entertaining, I think Critters 2 is the height of cinematic achievement. Now, it's not my favorite movie of all time, I just think it precisely accomplishes what entertainment should accomplish. Bad, cheesy movies were a huge factor in Krogh's saga. I often had one of the Deathstalker films playing in the background as I, was, I would try to puzzle through a plot hole I'd inadvertently stepped into. In fact, the intentionally self-aware writing and humor of Deathstalker 2 played a big part in how I wrote some of the schlockier moments of Krogh. I would also be bereft if I left out the influence of The Last Starfighter, though I will argue until I die that it is not a bad movie, but quite a good one. I challenge you to watch a film and uh, that film and not feel triumphant and charmed by the end. The film's unerring positivity is also woven through Krogh's saga. It was a good lesson in you can tell a dark story without getting too serious. I've always been a bit of a movie junkie, and the more ridiculous, the better. It definitely shows up in Krogh's story. Now that's all for this Thursday, everyone. Hopefully by the time you're reading this, I am up in the air and flying safely along. 
wishing you good adventures of your own. Remember, adventure like inspiration can be found everywhere. So on your morning walk, your drive to the coffee shop, or whatever you're doing today, have yourself an adventure somewhere, somehow. And if you can't find one, write one. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone.